Sauce episode 43 in the books. I mean, not in the books yet, but it will be in the books. Uh, my name is Terry Tan. As usual, I'm with my uh, my buddy Alex the Intercorleone. Uh, we have a special guest on this week. Before we get to him, uh, don't forget Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. Um, Mike's BBQ Rub, man, honestly, is the best thing you ever have. I don't know if they have it in South Dakota or anything like that, but with the truffle sauce, it, it's universal. It goes everywhere. It goes South Dakota. <laughs> it goes to, even goes to San Diego State that I thought you played for. It can go... It, it, it goes everywhere. You can even go to Greece. We figured out a couple weeks ago. It goes to Lebanon with Iman Zahabi. So, Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com. Use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off the entire site. So now, Weekly Sauce, episode 43. Alex, how's it going, buddy? Super pumped, man. Uh, we have a great receiver. Uh, probably the one of the best prospects we, we had with the Alouettes in a while. So I'm super pumped. Super pumped. And that prospect you're speaking of is Jake Weineke. Uh, home, where where are you at right now? Uh, Maple Grove, Minnesota. Suburb of Minneapolis, Minnesota. There you go. And how is it over there? How's the weather? Is it cold? Oh, it's, it's beautiful. It's, it's beautiful. It's getting nice. Huh? Today, today was a little rainy, but it's like got some 60s 70s coming up so uh we're happy we'll take it in, in march so it's golf season yeah, it's been good. absolutely oh yeah you're a golfer i am i am i'm actually uh i love golfing my dad's a really big golfer he's actually like a high school golf coach uh, so grew up golfing with him and uh i've been golfing a lot lately i got a 10 month old son so uh since he's been born it's been a little tougher to get out but man every every chance i can every time the, light, the wife lets me get away um uh, I'm going to take advantage of it. Every golfer says the same thing. It's when my girl lets me go, <laughs> whatever. I actually, I have a very forgiving girlfriend. She, I played last year. I wasn't working last year, so I played like 50 times. I was just on fire. <laughs> yeah. And, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I brought my score down by like 10 strokes, so it was good. You know, now I'm hitting yeah. like 95, so it's not that bad. I'm like, my, my <laughs> yeah. handicap, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a 26 handicap, so it's not that bad. From oh, the yeah. blues, from the blues, because I like to drive. But, uh, but, yeah, it's addictive, <laughs> man. I Honestly, I'm going to play golf until I'm 90, I think. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, I'm gonna play. Yeah, till, I, till I'm dead. Like, if I'm alive, I'm gonna be playing golf. Well, if you're in town, May 29th. If you're in Montreal, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, the football gods will allow you. There's a tournament. Uh, we have a golf tournament with the sponsor that I mentioned before. So, if you'd want to play, we'd love to have you on. If you want to come and hit the ball around, Marco Briette is oh, probably man. gonna play too. Man, I would love that. I would absolutely love that. Yes. All right, let's get it done. We'll figure it out. Yeah, and and you said DJ's coming as well too, right? Oh, DJ. No, no. That was something else. But I might ask. DJ's never played. DJ Lalama. He doesn't play golf, but I challenged him and he said, I'll play. <laughs> 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 it's because uh, a friend of mine who was, uh, I don't think he's with the Alouettes anymore, but he was a defensive assistant last year, Vince Nardone. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah, he's a good golfer and he refuses to play with me. And uh, he's a good friend of mine, but he not refuses, but he's ditched me a few times, you know. So it's it's, oh, yeah. it's oh, like yeah. this running joke. And DJ's like, okay, here's this. So like, you bring, uh, I'll bring Vince, and you can bring anybody you want. So I said I'd bring Marco, but since you tell me your dad taught you how to play golf, I want to win this thing. Maybe I'll bring you. Like that's just <laughs> like that's how it's gonna be, right? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we're definitely going. So so tell us, so tell us what it was like, man. You were getting recruited out of high school, Minnesota kid, going to South Dakota. Uh, what was it like, man? Did you get any big school offers? Did you want it to stay closer to home? What was it like? Yes, I definitely want to stay closer to home. I mean, my dream school would have been uh, University of Minnesota. Um, didn't get sorry. I keep getting don't keep worry, getting about, the call. Don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah, but uh, so yeah, I always wanted to go to Minnesota. Uh, was hoping to get an offer from them. Uh, ended up just getting a preferred walk on from them. We got an offer from South Dakota State. Uh, went on a visit out to. Uh, South Dakota State. It's in Brookings, South Dakota, middle of nowhere, South Dakota. 
And I remember my first time going there, I was like, oh, man, there's no way. I was like, <laughs> came from came from the city, like suburbs of a, of a big city. And I was like, I don't really want to go out here. But went on a visit, uh, ended up meeting the, the head coach. Coach Stig was an amazing man, a great man of God. And um, just I just fell in love with it. I actually committed on the spot on my visit. And then uh, throughout my time there, just fell more and more in love uh, with the city, with the community. Um, and then football uh, was a lot of fun, too, and was able to have some success out there. Uh, so definitely grateful that I that I chose to go out there. What's the city? Uh, Brookings, South Dakota. Okay, okay. I never heard yeah. of it. I mean, South yeah, Dakota I, is always like whenever I do, my girlfriend challenges me she, to name 50 states. <laughs> I'm always oh, yeah. first thing I always go with South Dakota, North Dakota. It's the only time I know where to talk about them. It's the first thing I do, Alex. Oh yeah. Okay. Um, uh, so right after um, South Dakota, you were recruited by the the Vikings, and and you were super happy being you know going to Vikings because uh, you know you're from Minnesota and playing for the Vikings was a big thing. So 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 how did it feel to put on the the Vikings jersey uh, as a Minnesota kid? Oh man, it was it was real. It was so much fun. So yeah, like right after my senior year of college, um, got signed with a free as a free agent with the Vikings. Uh, went through all the uh, OTAs, offseason stuff, preseason training camp, and everything. And yeah, going going through that whole process, getting to play with the guys that I grew up watching, uh, just being part of the organization. It was it was so amazing, so much fun. I learned a lot, grew a lot as a player, um, and also just I got friendships still to this day from there. So, so grateful for that time. And yeah, putting on that Jersey and, and playing and uh, even just getting to get some catches, some touchdowns. Uh, yeah. It was such an amazing feeling. Yeah. Did you choose number nine or they gave it to you? I always wanted to know how the process worked. <laughs> so yes, yeah, so I was 19 um, in high school and college. And like, that was my favorite number, but obviously with the Vikings, Adam Thielen um, is 19. So that's not, that's not really an option. <laughs> and um, yeah, they just, they just assigned me number nine, which actually isn't even an eligible number in the NFL. Yeah, for um, but, for, but for preseason, preseason is fine. Um, so I had that. And then ended up when I came to Montreal, I, I wanted 19, but it was taken. Um, and then, so then uh, they gave me nine for that. And it's actually an eligible number. So uh, it was nice. Kind of stayed consistent, 19 and nine. So so the CFL eligible number, I mean, you can wear 70s in the CFL and you're an eligible number. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And training camp, that's what they give us. Receiver. They give us all 70s. <laughs> yeah. I got their first day. I was like 71 or two. I was like, what is this? I actually think in the NFL, you're allowed wearing 70s too because it's a number that you can close off the line with. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I, think, you're, I think it has to be. I mean, I mean, offensive tackles, they wear they 50s to 70s, right? So, I mean, it's. But yep. in the NFL, I think there has been guys that have worn 70s. Just no, it's not a nice number to wear when you're a receiver. I guess, right? <laughs> yeah, it doesn't look that <laughs> yeah. good. Uh, so, so you play with the Vikings. Obviously, it was a dream come true to put on the jersey. You're a Minnesota kid. Um, I feel like guys from Minnesota, you're always – it's like you're proud you're from Minnesota. It's like guys is like, oh, I'm, yeah. from, I'm from Minnesota. Like, it's <laughs> Absolutely. Just, it's like, Absolutely. I'm very proud you. of you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where are you from? Wisconsin? Screw you. I'm from Minnesota. Like, <laughs> And it's a, you guys have this weird pride. It's like you're almost Canadian, you know. So like it's like people from Minnesota is like, oh yeah, they're, they're, it's cold there, so we respect them. Canadians respect you guys, you know. Like yeah. it's like they know what it's like. They know the struggle of being a Canadian is. <laughs> and you guys kind of have well, you don't, but I, I I hear a lot of like Canadian accents from Minnesota, which is pretty funny to me. It's like I hear them yeah. and they, they sound like they're from Calgary, Alberta, which is great. <laughs> they sound like they're from Winnipeg, which is pretty close, right? From what I from what yeah. I yeah from what I gather absolutely. Yeah. So did you ever, when you were growing up, did you ever think that CFL was an option or you just NFL, NFL, NFL? 
Yeah, I mean, I always was just thinking NFL, NFL, NFL. And then I remember I actually had um, one of our – he's like a legend at, at South Dakota State, Josh Ronick. And um, he came back and spoke to us, and he talked about how he played in the CFL for a long time. This kind of the first time I was like, oh, it actually must be a pretty good league. Um, it was the first time I really even considered it at all. But then even throughout college and everything, I'm, like, I'm going to the NFL, NFL, NFL. Then all of a sudden, um, after I got released from the Vikings, then I actually went to the AAF, got released from the AAF. Um, and then Montreal called me and asked if I want to go to the CFL. And I was like, let's do it. <laughs> and then I ended up going and just like, I realized just how amazing a league it was, how to fall in love just with the game, the different rules, uh, the culture, the fan base. Um, and then our team, I just loved our, our team throughout the coaches, staffs and players. So yeah, it's, it really, it really uh, kind of snuck up on me. I wasn't ever prepared or, or thought I was coming to the CFL, but now like I love it. So I'm enjoying every second. Uh, the CFL itself, I, I personally stopped watching it after Calvillo. Like I'm going to be honest, I'm <laughs> Calvillo after Calvillo left. We had so many bad years with the Alouettes, like no offense to, uh, Johnny well, Menzel. The, the CFL in a, in a whole struggled after Calvillo was kind of left because he was a big star. Yeah. 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 I've noticed the ratings went down after Calvillo left and, Right now, it's picking back up. Uh, right now, I see uh, Vernon Adams. Vernon Adams is the oh, one who made me fall in love with Alouettes again. Okay. Yeah. And, and the the way he plays, the way he stretches the plays, that's what what really um, got me going, uh, and it got me with the Alouettes. Um, I wanted to know because uh, me growing up, I loved like Anthony Calvillo. Uh, you for for yourself, like who's the wide receiver that inspired you to play that position while growing up? I mean, there's there's been a lot. There's a lot uh, even now that I like to watch and, and and learn from even. But I mean, Randy Moss growing up in Minnesota, especially. I mean, he's one of the, I mean, I think top two receivers of all time. Uh, so I watched a lot of him and watched a lot of his highlights. Even to this day, I was watching a couple of days ago, watching some. Randy Moss highlights. Uh, three catches, three TDs, 140 <laughs> yards. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, he's just he's, – he's amazing just what he did, just how he just made so, so many amazing catches every game. He was so fast, so athletic. I mean, just throw it up and he's going to he's gonna come down with it. So, I mean, that's just – that's kind of who I want to, to be like uh, growing up for sure. So, I mean, I I think Randy Moss – I mean, it's tough to say him and T.O. aren't the two best receivers of all time. I mean, as respect yeah. to Jerry Rice, right? I mean, I'm not a yeah. – I played football growing up, but I was like a D-lineman. I was a fat shit, so I couldn't run around <laughs> for anything. And so – so, uh, but receivers, I mean, when I look at receivers, I look at Randy Moss. He had everything. He was fast. He was enormous. He ran sick routes while well, his goal was unbelievable. Uh, T.O. Yeah. was more of, you know, possession receiver but still had a deep – like those two guys to me, and, I'm, and I was so lucky and, and – to have watched them growing up, you know what I mean? And yeah. I, imagine, I can imagine being from Minnesota, seeing him there, and uh, which actually is going to go into our trivia question later, but I'll hold off on that. I'll hold <laughs> off on the trivia question. I don't want to give away too much. Uh, so, yeah, so you mentioned Randy Moss. Do you model your game after him? You're a big body type of guy. Definitely. I mean, I, mean, I feel like me and him are pretty much the same height, same weight and everything. So, I mean, yeah, growing up, I just always wanted to be like him. I'll play in the backyard, and I'll just be like, throw it up. I'm going to go get it. I'm, I'm gonna go do it like Randy. So I mean, that's that's pretty much uh, the main person I think I try to kind of model my game after, and just watch a lot of his stuff. And yeah, just wanted wanted to be like Randy. You're a little thicker than Randy. Randy was a twig. Like. Yeah, yeah. He 
yeah, he was pretty skinny, but um, yeah. But I'm 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 losing a little bit. I'm trying to cut cut down just yeah. be fast. I want want to be like that. So yeah. well, in the CFL, I mean, you got to get that speed right. It's a wide field. You got to get to the sideline yeah. before anybody else does, right? Oh yeah, I learned that quick. Just coming to the training camp, it's just it's a lot of running. Get the running start every play too. That's extra, and then obviously it's a bigger field. Um, so yeah, you gotta. That's the that's the name of the game anyway. Is speed. So people don't realize that the ten yard width is like it's a big difference, especially for a quarterback having to make that through oh, yeah. the sideline is tough. It's super high. Oh yeah, and those Absolutely, balls are yeah. huge. Which leads me to my next question: Lining up, who would you have lined up? Who, who's the toughest DB you ever lined up against? College, CFL, uh, the NFL. Who's who's a guy that kind of stood out to you? Is like, oh fuck, I got to work for this one. <laughs> so I played a lot of good ones in college that I had some good matchups with. Um, I remember CJ Smith was a good one in college. Uh, he was probably the best one in college. But then, I mean, just coming every day with the Vikings when I would go against uh, Xavier Rhodes. I mean, he was he was amazing. Oh, I mean, he, was a, he was a grown man. I remember like my first time, my one of my first days, we were doing like some one on one, just a one on one release drill, just a press release drill. And I went against him, and he put his hand on me, and I was like, oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like, man, this dude is strong. This dude is strong. So that's when I realized, I like, okay, yeah, this dude, he's the real deal, uh, especially asked, as a press corner. We asked uh, Xavier Rhodes is probably – I've watched film on Xavier Rhodes because of how good he is. Like, I'm kind of curiosity, you know? Just that, yeah. I'll oh, type yeah. in Xavier Rhodes' film, and then guys breaking down how good he is and where he sets his feet and how strong he is with his hands, and you just oh, you, yeah. you just proved it to him. I mean, it's crazy how we don't we don't realize how strong these DBs are. Some of them are little skinny guys, but they get a hold of you. Yeah. And you're kind of that's screwed. that's the thing. Like, especially me as a bigger receiver, like most receivers, I'm like, or most DBs, they put their hands on me. I'm just like, okay, that's <laughs> get that off. He put it on me. I was like, <laughs> get the hand off. You know? <laughs> we asked DJ the same question when he went to the Giants training camp out of college, and uh, he, we said, "Who's uh, who'd you line up against?" And he said, "The first guy they lined me up against, he was a rookie, also was Sterling Sterling Sharp." And yeah. uh, Sterling Shepard, sorry, no Sterling Sharp. Shepard, yeah. yeah. If you lined up a Sterling Sharp, I don't know how you'd be playing today. But he lined up against Sterling <laughs> Shepard. He lined up against Sterling Shepard, and he was like, "It's just a different level, man. It's like it, you don't even realize how quick, how quick you can get humbled in a situation like that. You know, where you think you're you're this guy, you've been good your entire career. You know, you've been you've yeah. been the, the guy, yeah. and then all of a sudden, some guy just makes you makes you feel this small, man. So, <laughs> so what's uh, oh, Alex? Go ahead. And and as a, and as a receiver, what's your favorite route to run? Man, so I got a lot. Of, I got a lot of favorite routes. So my favorite thing in general is just like running with the ball. Like I just love yak yards after the catch. So that's my favorite thing. Um, but I love I love post probably. That's probably my favorite. I ran a lot of those in college. Hmm. Um, but yeah, this a post route is probably my favorite. But I mean, anything that I can catch the ball and run. So anything like a slant, anything across the middle, anything that I can. Uh, Get the ball in my hands. I just love running with that. So, yeah, and that, yeah, and I've noticed with your um, with the epic game you guys had against the Blue Bombers, uh, when you won thirty eight to thirty seven, you make the the last catch. Remember for, for a touchdown? Yeah. Yeah. That route was amazing. The catch was amazing as well. So, yeah, yeah. that's what I had to ask you the question. So, you were amazing. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Me, me and VA actually worked on that play a lot. Uh, so that was that was pretty awesome. Getting to to have that come together for the end of the game. We were on the same page too. I remember VA threw that pass, and I was like, "Please don't hit the goalpost! Please don't hit the goalpost!" <laughs> it was close, and it was perfect throw right there. So, so yeah. I mean, we had news coming out last week about the CFL and the XFL. Um, I don't know if Minnesota has an XFL team, and uh, if there's a merger involved, I don't know if you guys have heard anything. If the players' association has said anything to you guys, what's the news coming out with that? 
Yeah, so I've heard that as well. Nothing really from the CFL. I think um, the only thing the CFL said is probably not for this season. Um, I think we got an email saying that. Uh, but, yes, yeah, so, I mean, in the, in the future, I think uh, down the road there's, there's talks about it. And, I mean, I've heard just like my friends have, have told me about what that might be speculating. Um, but I don't know if we know for sure. But, I mean, it sounds, it sounds pretty cool uh, just kind of see exactly what they had in mind uh, with that. But if, if it is, like one of my friends was talking about how we might go across the border, play some games in the U.S. and play U.S. rules. And they have to come to Canada and play Canadian rules. And then we have, like, our still playoffs in a great cup. They have their XFL championship. And then we play winners. So, I mean, it sounds, it sounds pretty cool. Whatever they have in mind, uh, I, think it, I think it'll be pretty amazing. I think it'd be good to draw some fans out. So I don't see why it would be an issue. Like, I, I know people yeah. are scared that, they're gonna, that a lot of the Canadians and non-imports are going to lose their seat. But if they can guarantee a certain amount of non-imports for the CFL, I don't see, I don't see it being an issue. Guys like, you know, DJ, uh, who's a Canadian kid, he, he's not going to lose his job to, uh, to a player that just might have been recruited highly or whatever the case may be, you know, a guy like yeah. him. And so it's, I, I, I see it as only as a positive as long as they make sure to keep the same structure, infrastructure in the CFL. Because the problem yeah. with the CFL is that, uh, well, I mean, it's not a problem. I mean, we want to put the best product on the field, but they have a certain amount of non-imports they have to keep on the roster. And as long as that doesn't change, I don't see it. In, I don't see any issue. I wrote a blog about this a long time ago where I thought that I said the CFL and the XFL should be like a minor system to the NFL. Um, yeah. In terms of like example, let's say the NFC East, uh, their minor team is the Montreal Alouettes as an example. So all the players sure. drafted fourth, fifth, sixth, and seventh round and the free agents that they signed, if they didn't make the team, then they get sent to the CFL. They get sent to the Alouettes. And kind of like, you know, you create like an AHL, like a minor system, like AHL is for the hockey. Yeah. You create like a minor system for the NFL. And it was just something that I wrote about it and it's and it's not a crazy idea i just think it'll take a few years like you said for it to cut to cut the fruits yeah absolutely yeah that sounds that sounds pretty cool i mean that sounds pretty awesome to yeah. to do and who knows a couple, couple years down the road might be yeah as long as it doesn't interfere with golf season right that's all that matters <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm getting ready i'm hitting the range tomorrow it's gonna be my first day. oh yeah yeah i'm hitting the range tomorrow and uh we'll see how it is i'll probably slice a few left and it is what it is <laughs> and and other than golf what else do you do outside of football so do a lot i do a lot of other sports i guess i play as many sports as i can um love basketball um track soccer any, any sport that i can think of i love i love playing all those obviously golf i love doing um i even actually uh play a little hockey uh in the winter some pond hockey with with some friends or so i do 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 that it's a little uh canadian in me so uh, <laughs> no it's the minnesota in you man the it's ducks. really the minnesota yeah. mighty ducks man i'm sure you grew up on that movie oh yeah oh yeah oh, i watched that many sure. times as a kid yeah and, and, mir and miracle and miracle oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> right there. maybe you know yeah, what so. dj told us that he played hockey with andrew harris so yeah i mean Maybe jump on that squad. It looks. It sounds like a. Sure. Sound, yeah, I forgot who the third guy you mentioned was, but it's another guy. That uh, Nick Dembski. Oh yeah, was it him? Yeah, and so they have a line together yeah. and they play. So maybe you just jump in on that. Maybe we can make like a CFL, a like a, a, a kind of like a beer league for the CFL hockey players. <laughs> yeah, those, those are beasts too. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can imagine there's. Probably, I can imagine there's a lot too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Especially uh, all those Winnipeg guys playing some hockey all, probably all winter. Uh, what so, uh, what are you going to be doing uh, post football? Obviously, it can't last uh, forever, right? Yep. So yeah, when I'm doing football, I want to uh, teach and coach. So actually, right now in the offseason, I've been subbing. I've been uh, teaching at a, a local high school. I got a 
PE teaching degree. Um, so, so I want to do that. And I've also actually been helping out a little bit with the football team this fall since we didn't have our season. So at the high school that I'm at, uh, with that, with them kids, just, just practicing with them, um, teaching them, so giving some pointers, working with the receivers. Uh, so yeah, when football is done, definitely want to, to do that, give back and, and just impact lives that way. So. That's good. And you have a newborn too, so you'll be able to impact him, him or her. Sorry. Him, yep, yep. Perfect yep. golfing buddy for life, right there. Oh, exactly. exactly. <laughs> yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, he's 10 months. I got to gotta get that club in his hand soon. Let him start playing. Alex, you have a last question before we get the trivia? Um, actually, actually, two more. Uh, first, is, is there a locker room story that you can tell us? Well, let's, 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 be, let's be specific here. Right, yeah, so. let's like a funny story, a funny story, or either. You know, like uh like dj told us a story about a guy dropping dutch and destroyed the bathroom <laughs> ben, ben Cahoon told us another story relative to crapping your pants maybe something similar to that <laughs> oh, <laughs> along those man. lines at that level along those lines man i don't know if i have any stories along those lines man. You're, just... you're a good christian boy jake you probably wouldn't have those stories yeah exactly exactly so <laughs> One story, one story that I do have um, from the locker room that, I mean, the first thing that came to my mind when you said that, even like you talked about a Christian boy. So before the games, we had this uh, pregame prayer. And then uh, Jeremiah Johnson, uh, one of our running backs from last year, has an amazing voice. He's an amazing singer. Oh, okay, and so nice. before, before every game or before the pregame prayer, he would sing the song. It's um, like my prayer will change things. And people used to come to the – uh, pre-game prayer just to hear him singing just to sing along and and one day uh, we had him singing in the locker room and the whole locker room started singing uh, along with it and like it was just like it was the coolest thing ever honestly just to to hear everybody just basically just singing um, praise to God uh, it's something you don't really see in a locker room so it was that was pretty special I always I always remember that we got a video I got a video on my phone of that oh, nice. That'd be cool. that's sick yeah. I mean I, I, there's nothing like a, a group of guys singing the scene together. I think yeah. it's like it's the ultimate bromance, you know. And especially when it's, it's especially when it's like it's it's towards a goal, you know, to win, to be good, and just get yeah. out there and, and get after it, right? Uh, so let's, let's get to the trip. Actually, go, Alex. And, and while that's a quick one, uh, what's so so you've been in Montreal for a year, uh, and obviously probably noticed we have so many restaurants and so many oh, yeah. good ones. What's your favorite restaurant, and have you tried poutine? I have tried poutine. I've tried a lot of different kinds. Um, yes. And I'll say my favorite restaurant. So my wife is like a foodie. Like she loves restaurants. So like she loves Montreal. Like she, we, we're can't, we can't wait to get back. Nice. Uh, just to go to, we, got, we got a whole bunch of favorite restaurants. She especially, she actually has a food blog. That uh, she's posted a bunch of pictures of a bunch of places. But I think our favorite is um, Pamika. It's a Pamika. Thai restaurant. Um, I never heard of it. You stumped me. Pamika yeah, uh, is a Thai restaurant. Um, it's um, I'm trying to think of what street it's on. What part of the city is it? Like it's, um, like a little literally that area, like the plateau. Right, yeah, yeah, right, right off. It's right off the Orange Line. Um, okay. It's on the main road, uh, Sherbrooke, I believe. Um, so the orange goes all across the city. It goes, does, does it goes the, from the west all the way to the east. Line? Does the orange line cross over Sherbrooke? Uh, there's a Sherbrooke station on the green line, which I think, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does. Okay. It's somewhere around there. Yeah. Pamika. Oh, okay. So I think like, it, it's probably like around Vendôme or Villa Maria, Alex. It's probably around there. 
Okay, okay I'm gonna check yeah. it out. I love, I love Thai food. I never heard of it. It's good. Yeah, Pamika. Yeah. It's like P A M I K A. Okay, cool. I wrote it down. Pamika. I'll, yeah, I'll check it out. I'm a, I, I'm a, I'm a foodie. Oh, I consider myself a foodie. I'm a foodie too, and I, I never heard of Pamika. But you know what? There's a lot of restaurants in Montreal that I never heard of, and yeah. it, it's a, it's a gem of a city when it comes to food. That's for sure. Absolutely. And you Absolutely. said you ate a lot of poutines. Alex and I have eaten a lot of poutines. <laughs> Alex, un- Alex, unfortunately, moved to California because he's an idiot. He can't eat a poutine in California. They don't sell <laughs> cheese curds over there. So. So he can't eat it anymore. So where was your favorite one? We have man? the tacos, man. We have the tacos. Yeah, you get tacos anyway. You can't get the cheese curds. <laughs> we have tacos. So where was your favorite poutine? So my favorite one, um, it was at a restaurant. So I went with uh, Boris uh, Beatty. He took uh, me and my wife there. and um, The punter. It was like, it was uh, a... Yeah, yeah, the punter. punter right, the yeah. Yep. And um, it was like, uh, it was known for their for their chicken. Um, and my I can't remember where oh, my Poulmouillet. Everybody goes there. It's like at the corner. Maybe. It's packed. Like it's so yeah. hard to get in. It's hard to even park or anything. Yeah. yeah. And like they had like um, different a different type of poutine. I think it had, we had like um, maybe even like a buffalo sauce or something. It's a Portuguese instead chicken. of the, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. My Poulmouillet. I yeah. think who else who else said that was their favorite, Alex? Uh, Enoch. Enoch. Enoch said it was said. his favorite too. Yeah, it's the okay, it's yeah. the go to. It's the go to. In 2010, yeah. my buddies challenged me to like, you can't eat 100 poutines in one year because I love poutines. Like <laughs> they're my favorite thing. So and I'm like, you know what? 100 percent, I can do it. Uh, Marco Briette included in that bet. Screw you. Um, <laughs> so I did it, and my poutine wasn't on there. It wasn't open at the time. But to this day, I said my poutine oh. is probably the best poutine in Montreal for sure. And yeah. right across the street yeah. is a place called La Banquise, which tourists know as the best poutine in the world, in the city, but it's really oh. not that good. But <laughs> honestly, the, if I, well, sometimes I'm there, I'm in line I'm at Poulmouillet, and I look across the street and I see a lineup at La Banquise. I'm like, they don't know what the hell they're talking about. But you, Jake, <laughs> but you, Jake, you and Boris, you guys know what you're talking about. Absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah. Right, Boris has to... been there for a while. He do. He do. Yeah, yeah. Boris, <laughs> is a, he's a seasoned vet in Montreal for sure. Uh, let's, get to this, let's get to this trivia. They're not too hard, but maybe I might stump you a little bit. Um, first questions about South Dakota State. Player with the uncle in the NFL Hall of Fame played for the South Dakota State Jackrabbits. Who is that? I played with him, Chase Benetieri, his, his <laughs> uncle Adam Benetieri. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, I saw Whoa. the name. I saw the name. I'm like, Chase Benetieri, is that his son? So I'm looking into him. I'm like, oh, it's his uncle. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And he's a kicker yeah. too, which is pretty funny. Yeah, and he was a kicker. He was, he was a great kicker too. He had a lot of big kicks. Um, and yeah, he was two years younger than me. He was actually the same age as my little brother. Okay. Uh, but he came in and even played like both. He was trying to play receiver and uh, he's a great athlete. Oh, big, really? strong kid, good receiver, great athlete, um, and a great kicker too. So, yeah. I mean, and his uncle's a legend. <laughs> it's weird how kicking is like in genetics. I find like I find like whenever <laughs> your dad's a kicker, your son's a kicker. You know, like it's just, it's weird. But like your son might be a linebacker. You know, he might be a golfer. Yeah. We, I mean, hopefully he's a golfer so he can save the brain trauma. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you have the record for San Diego, for San. I was going to say San Diego State, South Dakota State Jackrabbits yeah. for the most receiving yards, right? Total. Yep. Who has yep. the record for the most rushing yards? Josh Ronick does. Yeah, he does have it. And when you said his name earlier, I'm like, fuck, he's gonna get the answer. Yeah. So I played. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I played. It's it blew my mind that he does because I played with Zach Zimmer, okay, who had he had three two thousand yard seasons in a row. Yeah. And I was thinking in my head like he has to be the leading rusher. Like this dude was amazing. 
he ended up playing with the with the Lions and, and a couple other teams. He was in the league for like five, six years. Okay. Um, so you would have gotten like, you would have gotten the question that I was gonna put originally. I was gonna put Zach Zenner. I'm like who other than Josh Ronick, who's the second most in yards in history in, in Jackrabbit history, and it was Zach Zenner. I was like, he's for sure gonna know that because he played with him. So I left yeah, him on the table. Played, yeah. That's a shame. But Josh Ronick, he Josh Ronick's a legend. If, in my book, especially if you got more yards than Zenner, oh, you gotta be the truth. Yeah. For sure, Josh. Ryan, I mean, when I saw it, I was like, I recognized the name, and I searched him up. Like, oh, he played in the CFL. He's yeah. uh, he's a classy. He played. He was he was there like in the late nineties, right? I think. From yeah, I yeah, yeah. He played for a while in the CFL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, last question. It's a Minnesota Vikings question. It's a fan question. Okay. Um, all six. You have to name all six retired numbers for the Minnesota Vikings. You don't have to tell me who they are because the <laughs> names are a little obscure. But I'm sure you can tell me two of them for sure. The names, but I want to know all six retired numbers. So I gotta say six retired numbers for the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Eighty-four. No. They don't. They didn't. They didn't retire Randy Moss. I guess not yet. What? <laughs> <laughs> that's a good. That's a good. That's a. That's a that's, good trivia question. Is Randy Moss's number retired? Yeah, that's crazy that they didn't do that. Not what about um, then twenty-eight? They didn't do AP. Not yet. No AP. He hasn't retired yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He hasn't officially early, retired. Okay. Um, oh, I don't have the page open anymore, but I'll find it. They they gotta get uh, Randall. They have to. I don't remember what number he was. John Randall. Yeah. No. He's not retired. No. I think he retired. <laughs> I think they retired his number with another team, maybe Seattle or LA. I think. Oh man. Yeah. I might. I might not get any. I thought. I thought Moss and Randall would be for sure. You're missing one um, that I'm shocked you haven't named yet. I'm actually shocked. 80, uh, Chris Carter? Yeah, that's the one. Okay. And number, yeah, okay how, about, how about number 10? Who wore number 10? Fran Tarkenton? Yeah, he's retired too. What about 77? 77, uh, Page? No, he was number 88. He's retired as well, Alan Page. Uh, okay. 77, he, he's retired because of how he passed away. He passed away in training camp. Oh, Sperano? No, it was uh, Corey Stringer. Oh, of course. Remember the question? So, Coach Sperano passed away during training camp when I was with the Vikings. I, I oh, were, it's were true. For him. Wow, yeah. it's true. Wow. What was that like? That was crazy. I mean, it was literally our first day of training camp. Like, instead of practice or doing conditioning tests or anything, we went to the funeral. And it was actually, it was actually, it was, it was tough. Um, but it was actually beautiful, too. I learned a lot about him. I was a rookie. I only knew him for three months of, of OTAs and everything throughout the summer, met him in May. And I learned a lot about him from the, from the funeral. My, actually my only, my only like significant interaction with him, I had, I started hi to him and talk with him here and there, but during one of my first practices, there's no defense or anything. So he's out there giving us a look and I'm a rookie. It's like my first day. So I'm going as hard as I can and, and we're blocking and, and there's no other defense except for him. And I'm, my job is to block him. So I go and I, hit him as hard as I can. I'm driving my feet. And, and he's just like, what are you doing? Like, he, got so mad at me. he got so mad at me. He's like, just, you don't even hit me. Just touch me. You're like, just come up to me. And then he always, he always, every time we see him, he'll always just like shake his head. We always just laugh about it. Um, but anyway, like at his, at his funeral, learned a lot about him as a man. Like he was, he was an amazing uh, man of God. Like he would show up to the facility before anybody else, uh, light a candle and, and pray every morning. Um, learned, learned so much about him. I heard a lot of cool stories. Uh, 
from his funeral. So that was it was actually a beautiful thing, um, even though it was a tough thing and a tough way to start the season. It's a beautiful story, and it's uh, it's how we're going to close off the show. We appreciate you coming on, Jake. Honestly, it was fantastic talking to you. You're a great guy. Uh, the rumors are true. You're uh, you're a very uh, awesome human being, I will say. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on. It was a blast. We appreciate you coming, coming on, on man. Uh, again, this episode is brought to you by Mike's BBQ Rub. Visit Mike's BBQ Rub, MTL.com, and use Hot Sauce 10 for 10% off. We will be joining the tournament. If Jake's in town, he's going to be partnering up with me, cameras and all. Yes. And uh, we'll uh, <laughs> we'll see how good his father was at actually teaching him how to play golf. <laughs> <laughs> we appreciate you, man. Honestly, it was fantastic talking to you. Alex, as usual, peace. Peace.